welcome to another bonus mini episode of the Smashing Pumpcast. I'm Frank Garcia Hell. I'm Pat O'Brien, and the clock doesn't lie, friends. We've <laughs> got two new tracks, and except you it know. did lie this time. Did it? <laughs> yeah, there was a glitch that uh, the countdown clock went down to zero before the actual time. Whoops! Don't believe Whoops. everything you see on clocks, everybody. Okay, <laughs> the mainstream clock media is lying to you. <laughs> Um, well, one thing that, uh, I am not lying to you about is to say that I really, really dig these new songs. How about you? Spoiler. Yep. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Why not? I think, uh, let's, uh, start with Dulcet and E. We're going to give our quick, you know, uh, thoughts on this, just kind of first impressions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dulcet and E, what do you think, Pat? I mean, I have to, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. I'm, I, I love both of these songs so much. Um, I don't know if it's just that I've been eased into, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Dulcet and E is really beautiful. It's a very kind of strange song in a nice way, like lyrically a pear or a candle. Like what? (laughs) But it works. It's like, it's, I, it feels new. It feels like, um, the one question I had was, is that this, uh, uh, Katie and Sierra on backing vocals? Is there a new character in them? It sounds different. It doesn't quite sound that maybe they're just, you know, using their voices differently, but it, did it, did it sound like different voices involved to you at all? Uh, not really. It just sounded like another, I don't know. I mean, it kind of, it did, but it just sounded like them you know stretching their range you know as mm-hmm. far as like yeah kind of what we talked to katie about uh or i guess this episode will come out before our interview with katie but um yeah i mean katie goes into like the the structuring of these songs and how she had to work very closely with mm-hmm. um crafting and producing like what would be best for each song mm-hmm. um and this this to me felt like another one of those things where she probably had a crack with sierra yeah but, like, you know, okay, what's the dimension? This goes into purple blood as well, but like, what 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 dimension does this need to complement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's what it not like just um, they're not just applying the same coat of paint to every song, Le- yeah. vocal back in terms of background vocals. You know, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just really you know. I know we have half of the album at this point, but um, it just makes me so excited to to dig into this whole thing. And it's worth noting that up until recently, it kind of seemed like we were going to get sort of just two by two, everything off the first half yeah. of the album, but they messed with that a little bit. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah there's still I one like we that. haven't heard. Yeah, I know, because I was thinking about it, how, you know, it's now when I get it, I'm not going to be like, well, I've kind of, di- I'm not going to dive right into part, you know, I'm not going to yeah. be like, well, I've already, I already know part one. Let me get to part two immediately. You know, I think uh, it's a yeah. good way to still want to experience the whole thing as a, as a whole. Yeah. I love that. We still have Starcraft as a surprise 
and that it's a last song on the side mm-hmm. that we haven't heard, but we get to hear a taste of the second side with that first track. Right. And I love that. I mean, I don't, oh man, I am, we're, we're less than a week away and I am so, so excited about this. And I'll be honest, like it's, it's been a while. I mean, the whole point of us starting this podcast is because us rediscovering, you know, getting back into the pumpkins, but like, it really has been a, a long while since I've been this excited about a pumpkins release. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, as far as, sorry, just to kind of backtrack for my thoughts on Dulcet and E, um, I, I love the little cool bass keyboard at the start. Uh, at first, I'll be honest with you, because I try to I try to listen to this in order, you know, to be like, okay, in the position of the album, which which track do I want to listen to first? Um, at first, I was like, wasn't sure that I was totally on board with Dulcet and E mm-hmm. when it began, but then as it goes on, there's a build that happens that like with the chorus type of guitar that's kind of like with cure like plucks, mm-hmm. and then the backing vocals coming in, starting to give it these layers that I really started to like and mm-hmm. it felt almost to me like a classic anthem from the 80s but put through the pumpkins filter and even kind of like it almost feels like a, a modern conventional pop song but not you know right again through that sear pumpkins filter that gives it this unique dynamic to it and it's it's exciting mm-hmm. um in that little foghorn bois sound, like a lazy yeah. hot Zimmer sound you know, mm-hmm. that comes through. And it, it, it kind of, uh, there's so many, I just love the layers that build with this song. Cause at first I wasn't too sure about it, mm-hmm. but as the song builds and builds and builds and the layers and the production and the sounds just really made it rewarding. And then listening to it in this context of the album, uh, and then it's followed by Wrath. It just has a really nice progression into that song that works so well. The back-to-back is really a cool bridge. Yeah, it feels connected to Wrath, not just because they're they're sequenced next to each other, but yeah, totally. Like it, it's um, this song. The, Wrath was the one that uh, that we've heard so far, other than this, that sound that reminded me of this. Like at the three-minute yeah. mark, you get sort of a, a feet, the same. You're in the same world as. Uh, wrath um yeah man it's it's hot. like the lyrics you know the like there's something like in the kind of shiny era there's like i feel like on the last shiny volume one like billy's and i'm sure you know songwriting changes has consistently changed over time but there's been sort of a very um poetry like a sort of there's been like a I don't know. There's like a wordiness to it, which I don't always connect with fully, but right. I'll say on this one, it's there. Like it, it like, um, but then it's balanced so nicely with this sort of classic feeling pumpkin Z straightforward lyric where a heart like mine belongs, you know, yeah. like it's just so, um, I don't know the balance the the balance of the lyrics and the it's just got like it just feels it just feels like we said a million times new but it also feels classic pumpkins not in a way where it actually sounds like old pumpkins but it just seems to be capturing some magic not to be corny yeah. but like some kind of x factor which they're doing in a new way uh, you know, I, I, I'm just really excited about it because I've been excited about upcoming 
pumpkins releases Me too, in the past few years but it's more because it was like the idea of it you know it's yeah. like now i'm actually like oh i know these songs and i can't wait for more yeah i think uh to me what you kind of go back to what you said it has a little bit of shades or nods to oceania era mm-hmm. pumpkins um and i love that i mean i really love that album um but uh yeah i i think that it's a, this rollout that they've been doing I think it's a huge success. I think mm-hmm. it did everything and more, I think, that they set out to do for the fans to get excited and for the general public to kind of get, like, to know, hey, the pumpkins are still here. Yeah. And they're, yeah. Now, they, they're now putting out material that sounds like this, and it's its own... I'll get into it afterwards, because I have feelings about, like, how I feel about this album so far and how it's shaping up, but yeah. Um, well, should we talk about the spooky sounding, but not actually sp- <laughs> that spooky purple blood? I'm in love with your guy. I'm in love with your fear. By the touch of your hands, I'm far from here. Yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on this, Pat? Not what I was expecting. Like, okay, <laughs> when you see, I mean, to me, that when I saw the song title, I was like, when I saw the track list, the complete track list, I was like, all right, they're having some fun. They're getting weird. They're getting kooky and spooky. I, I think I expected something more in the vein of like a, um, just like a genre tribute or something that we've heard of like, some, like whether it's like Slayer or, um, uh, you know i don't know it just conjured up images of like sort of um like afi's vibe of like horror kind of like or the misfits even you know like yeah like like sort of going for like a horror kitschy something now i'm thinking a lot about like well what is per- it's because it's not that at all it doesn't sound like that at all this is the most unexpected song uh, uh uh, for me uh, of the whole batch yeah um it's the i love the um the fact that he sings high like that i feel like we haven't heard that in forever like on on a recording in i don't know when the last time i've heard billy sing like that on a on a recorded new song and i love it i love that um side of his voice so it, it's really satisfying to hear that but it's not just the things that remind me of old stuff, which is, that's the only thing. It, it's the newness of it. Like the, the, the sort of sparseness, the acoustic interlude, the, um, it's like a whole new world or a whole new dynamic of Smashing Pumpkins kind of quiet, loud, heavy, pretty dynamic. Yeah. It's that, which we all love about the band, or I think we both do and a lot of people do, but done in what feels like a totally different way, which is just, um, yeah, it's just awesome. I mean, it's, 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 I'm trying to think about what purple blood actually means. And I was wondering if like, oh, is there a Prince reference here? Is there like some, you know. <laughs> I don't know, but I have no idea what purple blood means, but it's not like what royalty, I Royalty, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, purple yeah, blue bloods, maybe like maybe Billy's trying the to CBS reach CBS show Blue Bloods, these are real yeah, big blue, yep. Yeah. Or maybe he's trying to reach across the aisle on our electoral map right. in a deeply divided country. <laughs> I don't know. That would be uh, a nice 
I, I like doubt to, it. That would be amazing if he's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that Tom Selleck show. So that's why, you know, it's my <laughs> nod to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I this is I think this is my favorite track. Um, I mean, I, I really love Birch Grove uh, and I really love Witch, mm-hmm. but I think that this is my favorite track so far. Uh, of what's been released and i immediately love that dirty guitar and drums mm-hmm. i know that he and the circle kind of hate the depeche mode comparison but come on i mean like right, right. It, it, you can't not feel like like especially ultra era depeche mode i'm talking to you now right there's a there's a tone and a, 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 a heaviness and darkness to it that kind of like reminds you. It's reminiscent of. It's right. not, you know, just shades of it. It's not, you know. Uh, but I, I will say that Depeche Mode Ultra. That's a that's a really good call. And I think probably what puts what puts them off about hearing, oh, it sounds like Depeche Mode about the, this new album in general is because it's synthy. Yeah. You know, and it's probably sort of. If you think when you immediately think of Depeche Mode, you think 80s. Yeah, it's a cliche like go to, you know, it's like saying like, oh, yeah, the Beatles or like, you know, it's like a it's a lazy comparison. I get that. But I I don't think Depeche Mode Ultra is because that's a different that's a different era of Depeche Mode. It sounds different. They're also a band that evolved over 40 years, you know, so I, I think that that's a good call. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I feel like it's like that era or early, you know, aughts era Depeche Mode, like with that sound. But uh, that, I just see, I see shades of it. But um, man, the first time I listened to this, like I wrote down, God damn, that pre-chorus, you know, like that pre-chorus and those backing vocals. I just love the layering and the textures. I just fucking mm-hmm. love it so much. And those keyboard sounds, the way it does that ramp up is so cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I And then it gets into the chorus and it's just... I, it's so epic it's so epic and awesome it just like I, it just excites me and then it cools down with that acoustic part with a gorgeous backing vocals and then mm-hmm. it creeps back into that Depeche Mode like groove and it's such an interesting arrangement and such a great groove. I love that fever by your side backing vocals. It gives me chills, and I love mm-hmm. how he sings. So sol- I love the way that he sings. So solace, thunder, agony. So solace, thunder, agony. Again, another interesting arrangement, and it just gives me chills. And it, it really is just exciting to listen to, and it makes me excited to hear the rest of side two. Mm-hmm. And it's like even just cut, like the opening of the track, I'm in love with your God. It's like um, it's like kind of boldly like a new, maybe more adult, more like just just completely like it, it's like the like the feeling of like the world is a vampire when you first heard it, you know, like it's got that sort of like Billy boldly de- Declaring his like thesis statement of a song, you know, yeah. it, it, like it, it, I, I, I don't know. It's 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 man. It it really yeah. This is one of my favorites. This and it's and, so good. Yeah, it's right. So we're we're transitioning into Jimmy Fallon mode. Absolutely, right now, we're just saying it's so good. Uh, I, I, you know. uh, Billy, remember when you when you wrote that song? It was so good. It's so good. 
Um, I, yeah, yeah. I, that's pro- I guess that's why you know Billy performs on Jimmy Fallon r- routinely because uh, <laughs> to get that a, ego boost. He's an easy audience. <laughs> Uh, remember you you had the zero shirts. How many of those oh, things did so you have? Awesome, awesome. That's so yeah, awesome. Six, yeah. seven. I, I remember. I remember seeing that video. Going, that's so cool. Um, what, what is that? Oh, it's, it's awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Looking at the re- re- reaction online, I think that um, there was uh, some people saying it's a sexy song. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. And then also um, something that I kind of was like, oh, come on. Because um, <laughs> uh, he did Q&As as it was you know, released, uh, as he does. And um, he said something. He was making a joke, but at first I took it serious because he said that James was singing on this song. Uh, but I think he was trolling, saying like, oh, yeah, James sounds like a younger version of me or something. And I, I immediately reached out to Katie because we had just interviewed Katie. That episode is coming out on Tuesday. Um, but I immediately reached out to her to be like, hey, uh, do you know James sang on any of the songs? Cause I got excited mm-hmm. um, that maybe he was on this track. But she said that she didn't know because, you know, uh, she, her and Sierra did their parts. And then right, you know, right. whatever happened outside of that is kind of like the band. Um, so she's like, I'm not sure. I don't know, uh, so you know I couldn't get confirmation, but uh, I was kind of like bummed by that answer, you know. Interesting, jo- I didn't see that, but it, that's yeah. an interesting. Um, considering James has sung on many songs, yeah, you know, it seems like a weird, ironic joke to make. I, I didn't see the the line or the joke, but I hope he sings on one of the. I hope he, you know, we've talked about this already, but I hope on in one of these twenty tracks. Maybe it just doesn't fit the the wor- sound world that they're going for, but yeah. um, it would be cool. I would love to hear it. I'd be excited. Yeah, I doubt we're going to get a James song on this one, but uh, you know, just somewhere in there, I'd like to hear a little James. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also I wrote down. Sounds like it could be on a Lost Boys reboot. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. One of my favorite oh, films. I love the Lost Boys. <laughs> there is like a yeah, that's so interesting. That it there's the Lost Boys vibe to like the whole kind of aesthetic of this album, like the the animated series and stuff. Like the the I don't know. The, it's, oh, that that reminds me. I was ex- I was expecting to see the last two episodes of In Ashes. Yeah, where the hell are those? <laughs> Why are you so demanding, Jesus? I want him now. <laughs> Jesus, okay, so Pat, Pat, you're hurting me. You're out. Yeah, it's been a, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm throttling Frank through via through the phone. <laughs> through the phone, yeah. Um, um yeah, yeah, it's been I, a while though since one of those has dropped. Yeah, because he even said on that interview, uh, he recently did an interview on the Rock This podcast with uh, Allison uh, Hagendorf, which is really great. I recommend that you listen to it. In that interview, he said that uh, that it would be dropping around the time that that interview came out. So I would assume that we're going to be seeing it sometime earlier this week uh, or as the album drops, we'll see the, the finale. Of right. It. Right. Um, yeah. And I guess it, we've been getting used to a couple tracks drop then like the next day or a video drops or, you know, with yeah. him. Yeah. So soon, hopefully. And then, um, we will, we've, we've kind of, we, yeah, Frank and I will do an episode. We'll watch the whole thing, it, give it its proper due, and then we'll discuss it as a, as one piece. Right. Um, and then also when the album drops, we'll probably do a very quick 
like first impressions type of episode because mm-hmm. we want to give the album its proper due in time. Uh, yeah. We'll do a proper Seer episode later when we get yeah. to it when we're because we're probably still going we, through the albums and everything. Yeah, we'll probably. I figured we'll we'll get to it chronologically. Yeah, maybe get, give our first impressions in, in the in the present. But yeah, yeah, in that way, like all good Pumpkins albums, it take you know to really get it in your blood. It kind of like it needs a little time to to fully sink in which we have had luckily with uh, a lot of these tracks but yeah Yeah. so anyway um we want to do it right so we're not going to do it fast yeah we will give i mean because obviously we there's no way we're going to be able to just let the album drop and not have give our you know initial thoughts on it we we gotta um other kind of pumpkins things uh yeah again the album comes out thursday friday um so exciting i I was gonna say um this feels to me very based on what we heard in the album it feels very special and unique to me there's a character Mm -hmm. to this album that i think that maybe because it's so new and i'm excited but it does have the potential to become one of my favorite albums yeah man i it's it's so interesting because we just you know we we have so many years of strong strong connection to this band and to these older albums under our belts that it's like it's almost a little it's really exciting and it's almost a little strange to to feel like okay you know i'm making room for like it's great i mean it's the best way to experience a band to truly grow with them and to be you know open to them doing different stuff and to i feel like our our like in a way our patient our fandom our long like i feel like a lot of people probably feel like long-term fandom of this band is like paying off right now you know you know and i have to wonder pat i wonder if i have to wonder um (laughs) <laughs> I can't help but do it. Um, one one ponders. One ponders. Uh, me thinks. Uh, no, but I do think that doing the podcast and the fact that we started from the demos through mm-hmm. the albums, and now we're 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 just fi- we're almost finished recording our uh, airplane flies high episodes, has given us given us a context that I think has given us more appreciation for the new stuff than maybe if we had, I don't know. I like to think I'd still be excited, but if we didn't have this podcast and went from the very beginning of those demos to now, I don't know if we would appreciate it or really love it as much as we do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I do think that it's definitely given us a context historical context that we can really appreciate these songs yeah uh, and love them for sure yeah yeah i mean uh, i agree with that and, and yeah to to sort of trace the whole because i think a lot of the times the the sort of lazy opinion that billy bristles against a lot or sort of lazy take is like uh yeah, it doesn't sound as good as uh 1979 or you know whatever like something from <laughs> yeah. 25 years ago that was like the, that's like the last thing someone has on their mind or like it's no bullet with butterfly wings eh? yeah yeah but to be there for the whole journey and to also just to i i man i love seeing the band like kind of do well like i remember w- watching yeah. billy 
and to, to be fair, this was probably when my fandom was sort of at its lowest engagement and Billy was talking like around 20, like right around when Monuments came out. Yeah. Which I do really dig, by the way. I, I my, yeah. like I when I listened to that's it, that's when I'm like, excited to revisit. Yeah, yeah. But he was on Howard Stern and he was like at that time, 2014, I think the interview was he, um, you know, Billy was like, yeah, pretty much all of my fan base has dried up. Like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, he, you know, and he, and just to even in those years to have seen him a couple times, to watch them kind of like, I don't know, cr- to kind of not crawl back, but like boldly kind of come back as like a big band that are playing, well, were playing yeah. arenas again and stuff. You know, it just... And then I also always think of the the Fleetwood Mac thing of like there was a period of time where Fleetwood Mac was put like back on the state fair circuit and like yeah. not you know like it, it's it's just it, it's just encouraging and nice and exciting and rewarding to to be to to sort of be on the journey and to, for things to be sort of I don't know there's just like an energy about it that is that feels really fun to be um, involved in. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned that because, um, not that I'm a shill for this podcast, the rock, this podcast, that interview he just did, but he does talk about feeling, you know, reinvigorated, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the past years and how it, it has like felt like he's creatively hit a new point and that he feels like things are fresh and he's more confident in who he is. And, where Man. he is and all this stuff. He talked, it's a great, again, a great interview. And then even, they even, you know, mentioned like, uh, Fleetwood Mac and stuff. Uh, I know you haven't mm-hmm. listened to it yet, but, uh, go, go listen to it. It's great. I might it's listen awesome. to it today. I might yeah. have been meaning to go for a run for the past, uh, eight months. No, I've, I've gone on a, <laughs> we, but, well, you know, we were kind of busy. We had a lot on our plate. We just, uh, recorded our zero episode for the airplane flies high and, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just to kind of tease it, I don't know, Pat, should we tease it? Let's tease it, yeah. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're basically going to review every song off of Pasticcio Medley. So um, get ready for that. Uh, (laughs) So we had a lot of homework to do. Uh, So, you know, we don't always have time to listen to interviews, but I I was able to sneak it in between work uh, stuff yesterday, and it's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, um yeah, that's just what you're saying and I am going to listen to that because I'm excited too. The the um the thing about the the confidence like that's what and we've been revisiting all the old album, all the original albums. And that's a recurring theme of like, you know, when I first heard this, it was just like how Billy versus his contemporaries like confidence and like yeah. kind of like boldly doing your own thing even though there's like forces that you know are telling you not to or it's just sort of like would be easier not to yeah and then you you take that you know add a bunch of years and you add a bunch of breakups and you add a bunch of turmoil and a bunch of like reformations and stuff and and there's been moments in like the the aughts where it feel like as a fan of the band where it feels like you're clinging to like the band and you as the fan are sort of trying to recapture old magic, like with your, whether the band is trying to recapture the old magic of the sound of, you know, some part of their sound, or if you are trying to recapture, rekindle your, your love of the band a little bit. But now it feels like we're in a mode where it's just like, um, 
it does that doesn't require any effort you right now you know what i mean because yeah. it's just fucking happening you know it's like it it's like the it, what, yeah not to belabor the point but what i always loved about this band was that they're showing me something new and then when a band is around for 30 years it, you get into this territory of like people kind of wishing they sounded like how they used to sound but yeah but it, like now we're in the best place to be with with following a band i think yeah and this is something I've really come to appreciate that I realize is like the one of the things that uh, made me gravitate towards this band and maybe that I unfairly did not understand in the aughts or even, you know, like sort of recently is just being like, yeah, this is a journey. This is a band mm-hmm. that's taking you on. This is when I'm putting into context now, it's like this is our Bowie, you know, this is our mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, like this is our Neil Young, like this is who we even Madonna to a certain extent, you know, like it's like they're mm-hmm. constantly rediscovering and trying out things and they should be doing this. And like, and then eventually you hit on something that's really, mm-hmm. you know, really hitting really good. And I think that's where we're at with Seer, which it feels fresh. It feels new. It feels exciting. And it's really fucking strong. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, that's, a, that's another, um, with Bowie or Prince or anybody, all yeah. these people who any music person or anybody would agree are fucking like singular legends, whatever. There were periods where we took them for granted, kind of. They weren't the hottest. Absolutely. They were around, you know, doing their thing, but no one was really currently celebrating it that much. It was sort of just like happening. And I think perhaps I, I'd like the idea of, you know, Billy sort of like maybe that phase is is in the past a little bit and they're sort of like you know but yeah like back on the upswing back on the upswing yeah yeah yeah. um well I mean I'm really excited that the album is coming out this week oh one other thing I want to point out is uh uh Billy Corgan has a new signature amplifiers through Karsten uh, amplifiers and it is gorgeous it sounds awesome too uh if you got almost four thousand dollars to drop on that good for you um but man if i could get that signature guitar he has and that amp man i'd be a happy man um we, sh- we should release a pumpcast uh special edition amp i think that would be in guitar <laughs> right what, what, be like, it make sound it sound like? good that's our notes to the amp maker yeah make it sound good and look cool maybe we'd have like you know it would be like when homer simpson designed his own car and, you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's got an ignafo switch on it too yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah uh billy baby you're gonna want to play this amplifier here take these pills it's been a while yeah. since we've done that why not um yeah so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, those are my feelings. Excited, Pat. Uh, you know, I know it'd be like Christmas morning for us. You know, the the day that the album drops, and we're gonna giddily text each other, maybe call each other, crying uh, mm-hmm. with joy. Uh, but the Pumpcast listeners, you know, this Tuesday we have the Katie Cole episode, and it's so great. I think you're gonna really love this interview. She goes into a lot of like the process of Seer, mm-hmm. as well as her own history with touring with the band and her own history of her own music, which is really fantastic. It's a really great interview. She was just just 
charming as all hell and just the best. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great, interesting life. Cool person to talk to. And she also kind of thinly slices it. We get into, you know, the production of just speaking of this album, Seer, yeah. like just the vo- everything that went into the vocals and between yeah. talking to her and um, Sierra Swan, like it's, you know, I, I feel privileged to have gotten a, an insight from actual musicians who are uh part of the process. work to work to make this but also just on their own have cool very interesting lives so yep. check it out correct um yeah so that's all i think uh the news for now uh we'll be back with you uh for the katie cole episode and then also for our quick first impressions of the seer album once it drops uh but until then until then uh we wish you the purplest of blood um dulcet uh, dulcet evening and a pair and a candle yeah (laughs) and a pair and a candle ho 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 all right we bid you farewell and good Good night. night